you, Monica S. Lewinsky, do swear or affirm that the evidence you shall give in the case now pending between the United States and William Jefferson Clinton, President of the United States, shall be the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help you God. I do. House managers uh, may now begin your question. 25 years ago this month in the U.S. Senate, the impeachment trial of President Bill Clinton was well underway, and it was time for the star witness, Monica Lewinsky. You heard Republican Ohio Senator Mike DeWine swear her in, but Monica Lewinsky wasn't there in person. Senators in the chamber watched her tape testimony on TV sets. In this episode of C-SPAN's Podcast Weekly, we remember that day, a quarter century ago this month, when Monica Lewinsky testified under oath to the entire U.S. Senate about her relationship with Bill Clinton. Hi, this is Rachel from C-SPAN's podcast team. And before we get to this week's episode, I'd like to introduce you to one of the producers here at C-SPAN, my colleague, Sean. Thanks, Rachel. If you're a fan of The Weekly, we think you'll also like our evening newsletter, Word for Word, which brings you a recap of the day's most important political and policy events delivered right to your inbox. Read about what happened on Capitol Hill and at the White House and watch video highlights featuring the day's newsmakers. Hear them word for word. Join our community of informed listeners and viewers. Head over to cspan.org slash connect and subscribe to Word for Word today. Thanks for listening and staying connected with Word for Word. Subscribe now at cspan.org slash connect. Thank you. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. On February 1st, 1999, in the presidential suite of the Renaissance Mayflower Hotel, House prosecutors and White House lawyers questioned Monica Lewinsky. The former White House intern, then 25 years old, described the events that would lead to two articles of impeachment against the president she once loved. Less than a week later, on February 6, 1999, Monica Lewinsky's taped testimony was played during President Clinton's Senate trial. Senators watched four flat-screen high-definition television sets set up throughout the chamber. Both House impeachment managers and White House lawyers showed clips from her testimony, and this podcast features clips played by both sides. Here's what House manager James Rogan, Republican of California, told senators to set up the videos. Today in particular, you will have your only opportunity to hear from the one person whose testimony invariably leads to the conclusion that the President of the United States committed perjury and obstructed justice in a federal civil rights action. That person is Monica Lewinsky, a bright lady whose life has forever been marked by the most powerful man on the earth. If her testimony is truthful, then the President committed the offenses alleged in the Articles of Impeachment. 
Many different opinions have been formed about her over the last year. Nearly all of this has been fueled by spin and by propaganda rather than by truth. Today, the analysis and the speculation ends. There is only one judgment the Senate must make for history about Monica Lewinsky. Do you believe her? And here's how the tape testimony began. And one note, in all the clips you'll hear, whether from the House managers or the White House lawyers, the person doing the questioning in the deposition is House Manager Ed Bryant, Republican of Tennessee. But for the record, would you state uh, your name once again, your full name? Yes, Monica Simeo Lewinsky. And you're, uh, you're a resident of California? I'm, I'm not sure exactly where I'm a resident now, but I, that's where I'm living right now. Okay. Do you... Uh, did you grow up there in California? Yes. I'm not going to go into all that, but I'm sort of just a little bit uh, of background here. Uh, you went to college where? Lewis and Clark in Portland, Oregon. And you majored in? Majored in? Psychology. Republican House Manager Asa Hutchinson of Arkansas showed this clip. Monica Lewinsky describing a meeting she had with Clinton friend Vernon Jordan, who was helping her find a job. Did you express uh, your frustration? to Mr. Jordan with, uh, with the president? I expressed that sometimes I had frustrations with him, yes. Okay. And what was his response to you about uh, after you talked about the president? Uh, he sort of uh, jokingly said to me, you know what your problem is and don't deny it. You're in love with him. But it was... A, sort of lighthearted nature. Did you did you have a response to that? I probably blushed or giggled or something. House manager James Rogan also showed a clip in which Monica Lewinsky discussed Vernon Jordan helping find her a job. Okay. Uh, between your meeting with Mr. Jordan in early November and December the 11th, when you met with Mr. Jordan again, okay. you did not feel that Mr. Jordan was doing much to help you get a job. Is that correct? I hadn't seen any progress. Okay. After you met with Mr. Jordan in early December, you began to interview in New York and were much more active in your job search, correct? Yes. In early January, you received a job offer from Revlon with the help of Vernon Jordan, is that correct? Yes. Okay. James Rogan showed this clip, Monica Lewinsky describing cover stories about her relationship with President Clinton. And he's also, I think now at the point that we were in our questioning, uh, had referenced the uh, the cover story that uh, that you and he had had that perhaps you could say that you were coming to my office to deliver papers or to see Betty Curry. Is that right? Correct. That was from the entire relationship, that right. story. Now, when he alluded to that cover story, was that instantly familiar to you? Yes. You knew what he was talking about? Yes. And why was this familiar to you? Because it was part of the pattern of the relationship. House manager and future presidential candidate Asa Hutchinson showed a clip in which Monica Lewinsky described a 2 a.m. phone call from President Clinton. Sometime back in the December of 1997, in the morning of December the 17th, uh, did you receive a call from the president? Yes. What was the purpose of that call. Mm -hmm. What did you talk about? It was threefold. Uh, 
first to tell me uh, that Ms. Curry's brother had been killed in a car accident, second to tell me um, that my name was on a witness list for the Paula Jones case, and thirdly, he mentioned that hit the Christmas present he had for me. This telephone call was somewhere in the early morning hours of 2 o'clock to 2.30. Correct. Did it surprise you that he called you so late? No. Was this your first notice of you, your name being on the Paula Jones witness list? Yes. Then White House lawyers responded. They showed more Monica Lewinsky. Here's attorney for President Clinton, Nicole Seligman. Mr. Chief Justice, ladies and gentlemen of the Senate, the House managers have suggested to you that the deposition of Ms. Lewinsky helped their case. The opposite is true. Ms. Lewinsky undermined critical aspects of the House manager's obstruction case. As those of you who watched the entire video are well aware, the managers have cleverly snipped here and there in an effort to present their story, even if, as a result, the story they are telling you is not Ms. Lewinsky's story. They have distorted, they have omitted, and they have created a profoundly erroneous impression. Nicole Seligman showed a clip explaining how Monica Lewinsky responded to a subpoena requesting gifts she had received from President Clinton. Did, uh, did you bring some with you to, to the meeting with Mr. Jordan and for the purpose of carrying it, I guess, to Mr. Carter, uh, items that uh, in response to this uh, request for production? Yes. Did you discuss those items with Mr. Jordan? I think I showed them to him, but I'm not 100% sure. Uh, if I've testified that I did, then, then I stand by that. Uh, how did you select those items? Thank you. Uh, actually, kind of in an obnoxious way, I guess. I. Um, they, I felt that it was important to take the stand with Mr. Carter and then, I guess, to the Jones people, that this was ridiculous, that they were, they were looking at the wrong person to be involved in this. And in fact, that was true. I know and knew nothing of sexual harassment. So um, I think I brought the... Uh, the Christmas cards that I'm sure everyone in this room has probably gotten from the President and First Lady and considered that correspondence, and some innocuous pictures, and they were innocuous. Were they the kind of items that typically an intern would, would, would receive or <coughs> that any one of us might receive something? I think so. In other words, it, it, it wouldn't give away any kind of special relationship? Exactly. Was that your intent? Yes. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. And the White House attorney showed a clip regarding an affidavit. Why, why didn't you want to testify? Why would not you? Why would you have wanted to avoid testifying? First of all, I thought it was nobody's business. Second of all, I didn't want to have anything to do 
with Paula Jones or her case. And I guess those two reasons. You, you, you've already mentioned that you were not a lawyer, you've not been to law school, those kinds of things. Did, uh, did you understand uh, when you, the potential legal problems that you could have caused yourself by allowing a false affidavit to be filed with a court in a court proceeding? During what time? I mean, I'm, can you be, I'm, I'm sorry. Well, at, at this point, I, I may ask it again at, at later points. But at this, Are you the night still of the referring telephone, to December 17th? The night of the phone call, he's suggesting you could file an affidavit. Uh, did, did you appreciate the implications of filing a false affidavit with the, with the court? I don't think I necessarily thought at that point it would have to be false. So, pro no, probably not. I don't, I don't remember having any thoughts like that. So, I imagine I would remember something like that, and I don't, but... Did you know what an affidavit was? Mm, sort of. And of course, you're talking at that time by telephone to the president, and he's, he is a lawyer, and he taught law school. I don't know. Did, did you know that? Did you know he was a lawyer? Uh, I think I knew it, but it wasn't something that was present in my, in my thoughts. As in, he's a lawyer, he's telling me, you know, something. Did the, did the president, president ever tell you, caution you that you had to tell the truth in, in an affidavit? Not that I recall. It would have been against his interest in that lawsuit for you to have told the truth, would it not? I'm not really comfortable. I mean, I can tell you what would have been in my best interest, but I... In this clip presented by Nicole Seligman, Monica Lewinsky talks about getting more gifts from President Clinton, even after subpoenas had been issued. Uh, he gave you some gifts that day, and my question to you is, what went through your mind when he did that, uh, when you knew all along that you had just received a subpoena to produce gifts? Did that not concern you? No, it didn't. I was happy to get them. All right, why did it? beyond your happiness in receiving them, why did the subpoena aspect of it not, not concern you? I think at, at that moment, I mean, you asked me when he gave me those gifts, so at, at that moment when I was there, I was happy to be with him, I was happy to get these Christmas presents, so I was nervous about the case, but I had made a decision that I wasn't gonna get into it too much. Finally, Clinton attorney Nicole Seligman showed this clip regarding Monica Lewinsky denying a sexual relationship with President Clinton. Did you understand in the context of the telephone conversation with the president that early morning of December the 17th, did you understand that you would deny your relationship with the president to the Jones lawyers through use of these cover stories? From what I learned in that conversation, oh, through, through those cover stories, I don't know. But from what I learned in that conversation, I thought to myself, I knew I would deny the relationship. And you would deny the relationship to the Jones lawyers? Yes, okay. correct. Good. If, if that's what it came to. And in fact, you did deny the relationship to the Jones lawyers in the affidavit that you signed uh, under penalty of perjury. Is that right? I denied a sexual relationship. The trial ended on February 12, 1999. 
Chief Justice William Rehnquist read the two verdicts. First, on the charge of perjury. On this article of impeachment, 45 senators having pronounced William Jefferson Clinton, President of the United States, guilty as charged. 55 senators having pronounced him not guilty. Two-thirds of the senators present not having pronounced him guilty. The Senate adjudges that the respondent, William Jefferson Clinton, President of the United States, is not guilty as charged in the first article of impeachment. And next, the second charge, obstruction of justice. On this article of impeachment, 50 senators have pronounced William Jefferson Clinton, President of the United States, guilty as charged. 50 senators have pronounced him not guilty. Two-thirds of the senators present not having pronounced him guilty. The Senate adjudges that the respondent, William Jefferson Clinton, President of the United States, is not guilty as charged in the second article of impeachment. And now, a historical footnote about the Clinton impeachment trial in the Senate a quarter century ago. Nine senators in office now were in office then. Four Republicans, Susan Collins, Mike Crapo, Chuck Grassley, and current Republican leader Mitch McConnell. And five Democrats were a senator then and are still a senator now. Dick Durbin, Patty Murray, Jack Reed, Ron Wyden, and current Democratic leader Chuck Schumer. And Schumer, in fact, holds a record that may never be broken. He ended up voting against President Clinton's removal from office three times. As a House member, Representative Schumer voted against the Clinton impeachment articles in the House Judiciary Committee, and he voted again on the House floor, and then a third time as a brand new senator in the Senate trial. And one Republican House manager who argued the case in the Senate is now himself a senator, Lindsey Graham. And now a bonus clip. One person who was a senator during the 1999 impeachment trial, but is no longer a senator, President Joe Biden. He spoke about the impeachment inquiry on November 18, 1998, at the National Press Club. Senator, for our last question today, you have a teenage daughter. What was her reaction to the Bill Clinton-Monica Lewinsky story? <laughs> Obviously, somebody heard me talk about my teenage daughter, which makes her very angry. And I, uh, I apologize to my daughter, Ashley, for saying this on national television or C-SPAN without seeking your permission. There's a ritual in my household like there is in everyone's household who has teenage children. And our part of our ritual is that uh, my daughter and my wife, who's a professor at the community college, we all leave the house about the same time relatively early to get to school, to get to college, to get to here. And it's not unusual for while I'm shaving, I have a little TV in my bathroom over my sink like they do in some motels to find out what I should be listening to for the day. For my daughter to come in to steal her mother's makeup or hosiery or whatever. And while I was shaving, the day this story broke, I believe in February or January, anyway, the first of the year, my 17-year-old daughter, who has been the daughter of a senator her entire life, walked into the bathroom and said, Daddy, is this true? And I hadn't even heard it yet. And she turned up the television. And I listened for a moment. And I said, honey, I don't know. I said, you know the president. You've been with him lots of times. What do you think? And she said, I don't know, daddy. He's your friend. What do you think? And I said, well, I have to give him the benefit of the doubt. He says it's not true. Until it's proven it's not true, I will give him the benefit of the doubt. She looked at me, 
And she said, and only probably the daughter of a public official can, or the, a public official can understand this. She said, Daddy, this is bad for all of us. Meaning that she was going to go to school, and this would reinforce in the minds of everyone that every politician does this, that her dad does this, that Congressman Carper or Governor Carper or Castle does this. She's bad for all of us. And this is the part the president will not like to hear. She left, got downstairs, and got in the car. We have a gravel driveway. I could hear her going out the driveway. I heard the car stop, come back, and the door slam. She walked in the house, came upstairs. I was putting on my tie at this point, and she looked at me, and she said, and I give you my word to this. She looked at me and said, Daddy, maybe it's not as bad as I thought. And I said, why? He said, well, everybody elected him kind of thinking he was like this, didn't they? One hell of a sad commentary. That's it for this episode of C-SPAN's Podcast The Weekly. A reminder, you can do your own searches in the C-SPAN video library. Just go to cspan.org and use the search bar on top. Find lots more on the Clinton impeachment trial a quarter century ago. Every single day of the Senate trial from January 7th through February 12th, 1999, and there's even more Monica Lewinsky, like her March 8, 1999 book signing at Harrods Department Store in London. Thanks for listening and happy searching. Oh,